for all of your TNA needs, head to tensandaces.com. Are you ready for some TNA? My friends and I aren't your average blackjack players. We're all APs, which, if you don't know, stands for advantage player. As in, we play with a mathematical edge or advantage over the house. Yep, card counters, that would be us. On this podcast, I'm going to bring you true life stories about the AP life. There'll be stories of all the times we fucked up. Stories when we made out like bandits. Stories of losing more in one session than a lot of people make in a year. Stories of getting backed off in one shoe. Stories of average Joes out here doing this card counting thing with some of us crushing it and some of us just making our way through it. So if this is the kind of shit you want to hear, well, listen up, because we're about to give you some TNA. And welcome to another episode of the Tanzanasis Podcast. In this transmission of our attempt at imaginary radio, we welcome DJ and Mac back to the show for part two of their interview. If this is the kind of shit you want to hear, listen up, because we're about to give you some TNA. Welcome back to the show, guys. Hi, thanks for letting us be on here. Yeah, thanks for having us on. So what are some of the things that you notice that ploppies tend to do and think from your guys' time at the tables? There are a startling number of people who think that everybody has a different amount of luck in their, I don't know, in their blood or something, you know? Like, I'm a lucky person, so I should go to the casino. If people didn't feel that way, there would be no casinos. That's why. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think that's why. I mean, part of the reason there's not as many counters is because people think think it's super complicated and they think that they're going to get punished like physically punished if they get caught i think another reason is because people are so attached emotionally to this thought of luck that even though they have the facts right in front of them they want to believe in the luck they have more than anything mm-hmm. if you can't separate that you're not going to win anything you got to focus on one long shoe and n zero and all that stuff i've been doing this quite a while there are times when even me and other ap's that are experienced where you're just getting crushed and you, your brain just automatically goes to they got to be freaking cheating me you start doubting the math but then you, you just got to take a take a break stop and then remember the math and believe in the math yeah because i mean it's human nature to start doubting. i mean when you like lose like 20 hands in a row right. every double you have on a, on a ridiculous high count you get screwed and the dealer oh. seems to magically pull 20 or 21 every hand mm-hmm. you know i'm sure you guys have been there oh yeah. yeah that was right before we got uh backed off the very first time that was happening to me we uh, had such a high count and i was just like trying to like while keeping the count trying to make sure like is that really the count there is no way it is this high and i was you know doing my my max bet and every single time i lost it i was so Mm -hmm. ticked off like this can't be possible i I can't be in the other the other side of the percentage river it's going where i'm gonna lose so it's it's, it is really a bummer you just have to wait you have to have faith in it and the games we play are extremely volatile even when we count so like uh, out there we're doing six deck we're we're playing um what hit on soft 17 and everything like that that adds up to 
like an extremely volatile game. So it, it does it make it hard. And I was playing CV again, and I'm, I'm going to go with your pronunciation on that CV. Um, right. And I started with a, a bankroll when I, uh, in October of 10,000. And, you know, it dipped all the way down to about 5,900 before I started winning at all. Like I, I didn't even have $100 upswing for that amount of time. Uh, and that's like a month in real time. So, you know, it just it happens. And especially in the six deck game, the game that we're playing out here, you know, our only choice, it's going to feel really sucky to be at the table for more than 50% of the time. I remember one particular day when I, I played at like seven casinos up and down I-5 here in the Seattle area. And I was up that day the final casino i got to had this really sweet double deck game with late surrender on double deck deep penetration double any two mid shoe entry yeah great game right mm-hmm. well i get there and of course the count gets to where it's my max bet i'm playing two hands at my max bet which in this state is 500 is your, the max so i got thousand dollars out there in both hands i split to like four hands and a couple of doubles on each and anyway so i got a lot of money out there on this one hand and of course it either pulls pulls 20 or 21 beats all my hands takes on my money and i proceeded to lose in that same fashion 16 of that in the next 35 minutes and it was all it was the best game it's one of the best games on the west coast okay boy one of the best games period and i was getting hammered on it and the, the count was phenomenal i should have winning a lot of money but i and the other games are none of them were that great and i didn't have high counts like this but i still got hammered so that's just variance variance is a mean cruel oh, yeah. you know an mf or yeah well we um when we so, were playing at separate tables that's when we you know the very the variance worked in our favor a lot of times i mean we were lucky neither one of us had, uh while we were playing both had a bad night in the same night we were very lucky more often than not we left a couple hundred above or a couple hundred below but both of our nights were wildly different I'd go home happy as a clam because I won $1,500 at night, but then she would be, you know, just as pissed because she lost $1,200. I'm like, well, look at the bright side. At least we leave with something. Yeah. You know? Or sometimes I'd be like, yeah. man, I don't, I, I don't know how I'm going to tell DJ that I lost all this money. And he'll say, well, the good news is I've won all of the same amount of money. Well, it's, it's kind of uh, like playing two hands, how it decreases your variance. Mm-hmm. But then again, mm-hmm. it kind of chops your wins. It definitely keeps the, the peaks and valleys more centered. Yeah. Right. So how do you guys plan on? getting back do you plan on playing locally when you get back into playing live or do you plan on traveling after hearing all of your uh tricks with your wardrobe we might try local again yeah. <laughs> let's see why not and i mean yeah. it's, it's a long time there's no way they've hung on i don't know there's hopefully there's no way they have hung on to us our, our information especially with all of this going on um hopefully that has distracted them as much as it's distracted everybody else i would yeah i'd want to do locally i still want to go uh, plan our trip well i don't know if we can get uh, that uh, those re- rewards points build them back up somehow that would be that'd be great to go back go up to vegas and actually do that yeah uh the one shop that we played at um we were playing rated but uh, again i feel like we could have kept that place for a while if we hadn't played together because uh you know afterwards we found out that i mean these are rookie mistakes but we we didn't realize how much more exposed you are if they think that you're working with somebody uh that just wasn't on our radar for things to worry about at the time the, the good news is that we're young and it's not the end of the world and we're definitely going to have 
many years left in us. And if anything, I'm glad that this happened to us uh, early. So we, uh, so, I mean, we spent a lot more time doing research on how to not let it happen again. Because yeah. Yeah, you know, right now sure. we're we're small potatoes right now, but hopefully we won't always be. There's adjacent areas that aren't too far that have lots of casinos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not that's not too bad. The the better no. you get, the more you're gonna have to travel because you're gonna exactly. lose shops. Right. right. Uh, we do have another area um, that we're looking into because uh, our my friend my my best friend from college he recently bought a plane has his pilot's license and his favorite team is in a place where there are a lot of great casinos. So uh, we were talking about once you know coronavirus is a thing of the past. He's gonna drop me off uh, and go watch a baseball game and all we have to do is uh, split the price of the fuel. Sweet. Do you guys have any interesting stories? We were playing at the same table. I think I mentioned earlier that we got all the way with a lot of it because it just wasn't that interesting. And what was like two in the morning, right, Mac, where we were at this table for a long time and we were so bored. And it's just, I think it, it catches them off guard a little bit. I don't know, because we we looked out of place already and it it was very clear we didn't want to be there, but we were also not betting our life savings away. We were flat betting $5 because that was the table minimum and the count was shit for so long. So we were, you know, doing the things that bored people do. I was twiddling our thumbs. I was spinning one of my $5 chips around. And, and yeah. <laughs> finally, I, I, what was it that the dealer that you don't, you know, you don't have to stay here. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> You can go. You can leave. <laughs> like, that's whenever yeah. we thought about. That's when we thought about. You know, maybe we should like when we're practicing, also uh, practice being disappointed when you lose in some way because it just looked huh. like we got nothing. <laughs> right. Eight decks are worse. Yeah. 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 Well, we do. Uh, we do see a future in it. Um, maybe not as a career, as an aggressive hobby, if that's a term for it. It's like, a fun that, hobby. Yeah. It really when is. You, it, it's so great. One yeah. thing I would I would strongly recommend, especially for you guys traveling as a couple is that say you go out on a trip somewhere like say you go play in arizona take a day to go see the grand canyon or something use your ap skills and your hobby as an opportunity to maybe see places you normally wouldn't see and it's good on two fronts one you get to, you get to have time together going to the grand canyon for example yeah but two it also it also refreshes your brain away from the game then when you play the next time you play you're you're better yeah even see even stuff that's not as grandiose as the grand canyon this simple things that are in you know you're in some ordinary town ask a local hey what's what's there to do around here and they may have something that you never even thought of seeing or even considered and then you go do that and that was a great experience mm-hmm. i consider that av actual value on top of the money that i make just a little tip that i've learned to make and it yes. also makes the long trips like if you're on like a six-month trip or a two-month trip or even a couple of weeks it makes them bearable granted you don't want to do too much of that because then you're burning a or ev right definitely take advantage of things places you are yeah that's a great idea i mean there's just like everything else in life there's a balance i think and and everybody's different i i suppose but like when i'm looking through the um you know blackjack uh apprenticeship forums a lot of people i i don't know how they can i mean i respect the way they choose to live their lives and everything but when they're saying mechanically you know we sleep in my car i stay for four days we do nothing no shows no uh monuments or anything like that that's fine i understand like that if that's your thing that's your thing but i that would kill us that would kill us right i've i've slept in my car 
<laughs> oh, but yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm not yeah. above it or anything like that. It's just like like to say that doing it any other way is wrong is a bit over yep. over enthusiastic. I have, about a, <laughs> I have a friend that he he's probably in your guys' age group, and he got investors recently, and he bought a. Uh, sprinter van and converted it because you know you can stealth camp on those you can park in any area it looks like a van it's not like an rv he's driving around the country right now going place to place to place to place to place ev evs i know another guy that's that is a he actually happens to be B, another bga member he's driving around in an rv around the country I, awesome. he's doing pretty well i actually met him at i wasn't playing but my, my girlfriend at the time was playing because i'm backed off where she was playing i wasn't playing i was just standing there she was just she was just there just to she's not ap she's just yeah. killing time and have fun she plays for fun she plays basic strategy i try to help her say you might want to bet more here here and there but anyway this guy was like sitting there watching her play she's the only one playing i spotted him as a counter just before he even played a hand because i could see he was back counting <laughs> so mm. and then we got to talking in the parking lot and then you know tell me what he's doing and then we've corresponded anyway uh yeah he's driving around in an rv with his dog all over the country uh, right now which yeah. probably not a good year to doing that but you know, to each, right. like you said, to each their own, however they want to live. Right. I think that's the 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 main the main idea here. A lot of people, I think, they jump down those people's throats a little bit when they're like, if you're not doing it this way. But you know, you know what I'm saying. The, the type of people who are not not necessarily you know going around and only doing that, but saying that's the only way to card count. Yeah. Whatever it is, either they're saying you can only do it part time or you can do it full time. Yeah. 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 Yep. I mean, it's whatever fits your lifestyle. Because you know, yeah, it's great to make money and to do. Do this do that but if you're not happy you're miserable doing it there's really no point you know yeah, you i mean not to money. mention the amount of results you get varies on based on your bet spread and your bankroll so like I yeah could, i could make as much as somebody doing this 80 hours a week in 20 if if my bet spread allowed it you know so i don't know just, i i think that is a the, the philosophy of do it your own way is is a is a decent one to live by yeah. and uh, a friend of mine puts it this way he says uh counting cards is a the hardest way to make easy money (laughs) (laughs) yes yes and it's honestly it's 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 been really fun as a, a thing for us to do um together it's i mean i know there's couples trying to find hobbies but i don't think many of them make money feel as really just feel as cool as this as uh having to keep it a secret that's it's just really fun <laughs> and and it's and everybody else seems you know so uncomfortable to try it or or whenever we tell the stories to friends they're shocked and they said man you live a crazy life but i'm like i don't really feel like i do you know all i did was just you know practice a lot and uh usually it's the characters at the casino that make everything interesting yeah it's not like you're a cia agent or something you <laughs> right, know? Right. but yeah it is i myself i don't know about you guys but i enjoy the cat and mouse game between the casino and me i enjoy that part some some of my colleagues that i play with they don't they hate that part of it mm-hmm. but i enjoy out fox and the foxes you know yeah that's that's you, one of the coolest parts <laughs> yes yes the disguise oh. that's fun for me it, it's fun it's kind of yeah. like like being a CIA agent, like, you know, but I'm not going to get shot, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's funny because when we were at that Dollar General, I couldn't help but sit here and think about bizarre that our lives have turned when um, when we're like, OK, make sure you get out that spreadsheet and put down the seven dollar camo shirt we bought at Dollar General for our expense sheet. <laughs> I'm like, where, what happened to lead us here? <laughs> uh, I don't know if you've ever tried to play, you know, blackjack with an with an Apple watch on, but um, I had mine set for monitoring my heart rate it was basically telling on me 
because it would start alerting me. It would, like, it would say, and like, I don't know, I'm, I'm a very fidgety person anyway, but when my heart rate's up, I'm really moving around. So my, my uh, watch is just flash it, flashing at the dealer and it says, your heart rate is above 135 and we've detected that you've been sitting for an unusual amount of time. Are you okay? <laughs> so I gotta that's leave that great, at home. It, it got on the checklist. Leave Apple Watch I in have the car. A, that's, that's great. I have a smart watch that I wear, but it's not an Apple Watch. So maybe it's not as smart as your watch. That's great. <laughs> you should, you could turn off the reminders to move thing, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, just turn off that, fitness altogether. Like, who are we kidding anyway? <laughs> right. That's kind of the half the point of it in the first right. place. Yeah. But it's, a, it's funny the things that we don't think of. Like you were saying about putting the $7 for whatever you're buying at Dollar General on the spreadsheet or the apple watch oh man it's it's totally blowing my cover here yeah i'm at i'm at tc10 i'm sweating i'm I'm sweating here my heart's pounding oh yeah uh but my watch is my watch is blowing my cover here that's great yeah. I love it. Even if it doesn't actually get you caught, it does put the spotlight effect on you. You know what I mean? Yeah, it yeah. makes you feel, even if they don't even notice it, it makes you yep. feel like you're on the spotlight. Yeah. It's really, uh, even experienced APs get paranoid sometimes. They think, <laughs> you think the floor is like looking at us. Yeah. They could be just looking at, they could be counting down the rack. They could be, my one of my previous episodes, I don't know if you heard it, I had a, a dealer slash AP on and I asked him that question. I said, are there, sometimes are they just, do you think they're just pretending they're looking at the table and like really thinking about, okay, after work, I have to go do this, 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 and this, or thinking about other stuff. He said, yeah, probably most of the time they're just thinking about other stuff, but sometimes they're watching. And, hmm. and some... Some floors are just like any other job. There's different levels of what people put into it. Some people are just putting in their time, punching the proverbial time clock, going home, doing the bare minimum. Some people actually enjoy catching APs. So there's a whole wide spectrum of people that you deal with. And sometimes you're sitting there and you think they're looking at you or the phone rings and you think it's because that's the that's upstairs calling down about me. It's probably nothing to do with you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think you had you had a dealer that was like I, I held some kind of grudge with his pit boss and whenever the what was it like the pit boss wasn't looking he would oh that guy <laughs> FYI just call him oh sh- thank you I'll, I'll cut it out <laughs> thank you a reminder uh, yeah. no that's cool um yeah there was this guy every time he was one of those has an excuse for everything kind of people and um yeah his the pit boss would come by and say you didn't do this this or that and he said it's because of this. And like, he looked like a little petulant teenager, you know, and, uh, um, you know, it, right. then we would get around to the shuffle. He'd pull out the new uh, shoe and he would look around and see, it was clear he was looking for the pit boss. And then he would go and give us about 20 cards uh, left penetration. <laughs> and uh, that was his little revenge scheme. And, uh, you know, there was a one, at least one time where the pit boss was around. He did, you know, a, a deck and a half like he was supposed to, like a good dealer. But whenever she was gone, we got the best penetration. It was great. So a deck and, and a half is normal for you guys there? Yes. And uh, from uh, what I heard I recently, would... I just read today that the penetration's worse with COVID. Um, but really? I'm sure that's a typical uh, story nowadays. 
days. Usually better because of COVID, because they have, at least in my experience, they have, and I've only played on the West Coast post-COVID, right. they have like three players per table versus, mm-hmm. you know, five or six or seven. So they have obviously less action, so they want to get as many shoes per hour. So mm-hmm. they, they've been, okay. there's shops out here that typically on eight decks were cutting in like two, which is mm-hmm. terrible, that are cutting like 40 cards off. Like wow. routinely, there's, uh, I mean, a lot of shops have gotten better. You said one and a half, and to me, that's bad. <laughs> like, I'll play a six-decker at one and a half. It's okay, but there's, out here, there's way better games you def- that are the, less a deck or a deck. The variation in our normal shop was pretty great. Like, there was, there was, there's, I remember one lady, she's at the, the short table. She'd go about two, two and a quarter or so. You know, it only took me a couple visits there to remember her face and name. We get up after Do one not. and... Yeah. No, yeah. Right. And then, you know, there are other people who consistently did, you know, uh, 50 cards. So, uh, but I think it was, it was pretty standard deck and a half. And we thought we had it made with a deck and a half. I mean, but of course our first exposure, uh, you know, post figuring out what the heck was going on was half shoe penetration on a carnival cruise. So well, going that, from yeah, that yeah, yeah, to yeah, that, yeah, we're like, yeah. hey, this is awesome. Yeah. Deck and a half, don't get me wrong. Deck and a half's totally playable and not bad. And there's probably, granted, again, I have not traveled post-COVID outside of the West Coast. So I'm just going off what I know. But it's totally, deck and a half's good. Just from what I've seen recently out here, mm-hmm. I wouldn't even sit at a deck and a half. Because you can find 40 cards cut off out of eight decks all the time. And there's even a couple places that are notched at like about a deck. And some dealers oh. they lean a little further deeper you think they'd want to cut deeper it's less work right yeah the deepest yeah. they can get away with. there's a there's a shop in this area that has a double deck game which well they don't offer it right now because of covid because it's pitch and they don't want people touching cards which to me is stupid i don't understand because you still got to touch the tip the chips so mm-hmm. what is the difference but whatever that's what they decided this their decision typically in normal times they don't have a cut card on their double deck the dealer shuffles whenever they feel like it mm-hmm. which is good and bad and that's a time that you might want to tip and there's like probably five Five dealers at that place that they probably know what time it is. They probably know what I'm doing. But if if I'm throwing a buck out here and there, five bucks here and there for them, uh-huh. they'll either go longer if at a good time because they're counting along with me, or they'll shuffle up sooner. So it, to me, that's when things like that is when tipping pays. Yes, we were at a, at a table and there was I guess I don't know what this group of kids were doing, and I say kids because I think they were just they just turned 21 mm-hmm. because they were plastered and. Uh, they they sat at our table and sometimes sometimes that makes it easier so you know they are they are the, the distraction but they were they were so obnoxious right. and one of them yelled the count is, is plus two and so our dealer who we got to know for a while he was he was pretty nice and pretty funny and he he looked at that guy's bet and then he looked at mine and dj's bet and then i just <laughs> panicked for a second and i was like i need to say something to distract him and i don't know why i said this but i I said, you know, you know, those kids that uh, really loud in the scary movies and end up getting killed because of it. That's them. (laughs) So the next time we came over, he remembered me. That made it worse. (laughs) Another another night that we were there when they had redone, uh, redone the whole place. They had these new chips that you can get and they they're really fancy. And it it looked like they had like golden chicken wire inside of it. I don't like it was it was see through. Um, that might be, you know, what the chip actually looks like, but it was see-through and it had some kind of commemorative something on it. And I found that dealer and I had him sign it. That's it felt cool. Like <laughs> it's framed. Well, along those lines, something that I say when somebody's like table talking too much, 
mm-hmm. usually like a newer counter or someone who's really interested and they can spot you could spot like a sharp player just because you know they throw the hand signals quick they play their hands quick even like an advantage player i usually if they start getting too chatty i'll say first rule of fight club is don't talk about fight club <laughs> yeah. that's good or, you know and they usually they usually get the drift. It's like, oh yeah, oh, sorry, yeah, because they don't realize they're just they're just rambling. Because I can ramble on too, if yeah. you haven't noticed. So, <laughs> and I love to talk shop, right? Oh yeah, especially yeah. in these post-COVID days when you got a plexiglass between you and the dealer, and sometimes you get a false confidence that they can't hear you. But then then, then it, the dealer would chime in like, oh shit, he can hear me. Uh, <laughs> and the, the, one thing that I've started doing bad, 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 bad habit post COVID is because I got a mask on, I'm mouthing the count. I'm like, oh, no. two, three, five, four, three. I'm doing, I'm mouthing it and I'm like, I got to stop this. It's no, bad, I- bad, bad, <laughs> bad, bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I, I, it's a great short term advantage, I imagine. <laughs> uh, you're using uh, less of your brain processes. <laughs> But yeah, you're right. That that's gonna create some problems when this is all over and you can't wear wear a face covering. Yeah, then I'm gonna have to use more of my brain processes and like mm. consciously think not to move my mouth. When yeah. we, for years and years I, I I wouldn't do that, of course. But now I'm like getting lazy with it because that mask is on. Right. And I actually have I've asked other people and they actually said, yeah, I have the same problem. <laughs> You ever respond to somebody with a with a number by by chance, like when they ask you a question, they ask you an unexpected question, like so, what are you doing out here? Twelve? What? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Gotta gotta get out of that habit. I I know that uh, in the early days I was I was mouthing along, and after that I had to find a way to shut that part off to act like a human being. Yeah. 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 It's it's funny. Me and my friend. This the reason the podcast is called TNA Tens and Aces because me and uh, a buddy of mine who we play together a lot. We always had this running joke that we're we'd say we tell people yeah we're such degenerates. We go to the casino. We we look for TNA, but we're such degenerates. It's not it's an ass. It's it's tens and aces. Yeah. So that's where the that's where the name of the the podcast uh, comes from. Yeah. So yeah. Love it. (laughs) So do you guys find it's an advantage other than the companionship? I guess when especially when you start venturing out on uh, on blackjack trips, being with your your sweetie is probably awesome for that. I mean, I can't cuddle with my buddy after a a loss. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. Uh, But do do you find it's an advantage playing together? Uh, down on the floor yeah well i mean like yeah on the floor i I don't know which way you meant but like it makes our our relationship way better but on the floor i mean i i know the part where the part where we uh we we lose count because we start to get lazy is a is a downfall but i i wouldn't be trying so hard if it weren't for dj because i i don't know if i'd be able to recuperate from the losses and you know getting down it's yeah hard you know it's hard for everybody and we always you always have a buddy but it's really nice to have my buddy right there and if he's going through it then you know i i help him out too and uh, you know give him a pep talk or anything but it, it's 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 a lot nicer i think it, it doesn't feel as lonely yeah uh, your guys's buddies can give you a back rub my buddy did that that'd be weird so, <laughs> well no i'll look at you then maybe that's a good thing yeah right yeah well yeah <laughs> well, you know, there's this psychological aspect of uh, of uh, outlook, right? Like we have a tendency as human beings, right, to comfort somebody else. Um, if 
if they are if they happen to be uh, pessimistic at the time. And a lot of times, if you're playing by yourself or you're playing with somebody that you don't open to fully all the time, then you're you're missing out on it a little bit. So like you know, we take turns, and just like it, it's like this, even when we parent, you know, um, have a couple of kids. If one of us is the angry, resentful parent, the other one makes up for it. You know, yeah. um, good. And then and good we cap, take turns. Good cop, bad cop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's and it's on a subconscious level almost. So if I'm like you know. I can't believe we we lost. Maybe maybe we're not as good as we think we are, and everything. And she'll she'll pick me up, and it's natural. And and I'll do the same for her. And it's not like we're even trying. It, it it's almost like the way it's supposed to be. It's instinctual that we we both don't have the uh, the pessimistic outlook on the same night. Right. And actually, that makes sense. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, uh, no, you go ahead, Mac. Uh, I, uh, I'm interrupting you. Sorry. I, I was gonna say I was gonna say the uh, there's one pick me up that's for me personally as a, wo- a woman sometimes. I have men say, you know, read stuff that they think is okay because they're old. Uh, usually I usually let it go because, I mean, I don't want to draw attention to myself. DJ is much taller than me, much, much taller than me. And I think it's intimidating for some people. Uh, so that's nice. But it, it helps. It helped me this one time because there was this drunk, this really drunk guy. And he was, anytime he won, he would want to give a high five. And then he'd pick my hand, like take my, pick my hand up and then like touch, like kiss my fingertips. He did it once. What? And I, I know. And I was like, God, this guy must be freaking trash. And like the dealer was a was a woman, was an older woman, and she just shook her head. So I thought, okay, well, she knows what I'm going through. But he he did it again, and and I said, don't touch me, don't do that anymore. And he said, he I don't think anyone has ever told him that before. And he said, I'm oh I'm sorry, I didn't I didn't know that wasn't okay. And I said I, I automatically said it, it's okay. And I said, well, no, it's not okay. But you apologized. And then he stood there, sat there for a couple minutes, and then he excused himself and went to the bathroom. He was gone for like half an hour, and he came back and apologized again and I think he was crying and he left but I embarrassed him so badly mm-hmm. that he left and I don't I want to say that I would have done that by myself but I definitely I definitely had the confidence to do it with DJ next to me um, I didn't want him to do anything for me um, I just know that singling out a woman when she's by herself is something men drunk men like him tend to do wow. so it was nice and, to have that up and trust me if, sorry even if that. I wanted to do something even if I wanted to defend her I didn't even have the time she uh, she pretty much uh, jumped down throat on that one <laughs> immediately shut it down and i was i was very impressed thanks was it clear that you guys were together in yeah. that situation or was it not clear and no, he still did that yeah and he still did that he was quite quite intoxicated i was more shocked no one had ever said any. it seemed like no one had ever said anything to him for him yeah. to, to react like i don't know like a child and then like cry about mm-hmm. it and run the shopping. i've seen people i've seen men do things or say things to women especially if they're mm-hmm. older and they're younger mm-hmm. and like oh i wish to say something like oh i've if I was your age, I would be, you know, something like that. Yeah. And I've actually piped up and said, man, do you have a daughter? What if that was your daughter? Yeah. You know what I mean? And then they're like, oh, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. And, you know, usually excuse themselves. But yeah. I mean, that's just I'm sorry yeah. for all on the behalf of all men, men <laughs> that uh, you have to deal with that as as a lady. And I know it, it, it occurs. It's probably less and less as time goes on. I yeah. think the younger set realizes that women aren't just uh, objects to, for our pleasure. Right. You know, right. It, and it's I appreciate you doing that because I think I think those people are just like on their high horse and don't expect like that other guy I had to talk to didn't expect anybody to say anything to them. 
uh, and they think that it's a sausage fest in the casino, so no one's going to say anything to me. Uh, but I've noticed more and more, like, even even whenever, uh, I think there was one guy that called her dealer Sweetie. Someone else at the mm-hmm. table, like, piped up and said, did she, did he just say Sweetie? And that made me feel better, because I know that's on a, on a list of things that men shouldn't do uh, or say to women. Um, I know that's on the bottom because it's it's such a habit that old people do, but it's it yeah. isn't. So it was really uh, it was really nice to hear other people like point out that like that was really weird to say. Yeah, dealers will take shit all the time. The 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 girl that was called Sweetie, she was it was like her first day, and I was like, this is this is just gonna be a shitty night for her. Regardless, it's gonna be stressful. And they were, and all of them were teasing her, but they'd also say, you know, like, you're doing a really good job and we're just, you're just messing with, with you. I understand that, but like that, there is definitely a line for equally anybody. I've, I've seen misogynists, I've seen sexists out there, but it seems to be a little worse proportionally in the casino. And I think a lot of it has to do with the pressure that um, especially female dealers have to just take it because of job security in general. Because like you said, the people who are treating dealers like subhuman are also wasting the most money. Yeah. So there yes. has to be some kind of subtext in there. Like if you if you fight for, you know, your right to not be harassed, then you might lose your job. Yeah. You know, and I don't know if that's and that's definitely not true everywhere. I don't want to say that every casino is a terrible place to work or that their bosses don't care about them. But, you know, it's true in some places. Yeah, there's some there's one casino that's local to here. That, for example, they tolerate a lot of stuff, but if anybody drops the f bomb, they say they warn them. Wow. And they warn them, and then they'll come and tell them, "Hey, you got to stop." They they just do not like the f bomb. They can talk about inappropriate things at a table, but as long as you're not you're not <laughs> dropping the f bomb, they're okay you with it. You can say it eloquently. <laughs> But don't say fuck. Oh, my God. Um, And another I I just thought of another story. There's a casino that's north of me here. And I was talking to the floor a few months ago. And she told she's like 50. But when she was in her 20s, she was a dealer down in Vegas. And she said she was dealing one night and there was this drunk guy. So this guy was coming on to her and and then she was taking his money and he was mad for both reasons. One, she was rejecting his come ons. And two, she was taking his money. So he stands up and takes a beer bottle and smacks her across the head with a beer bottle and she fall she falls down and i guess pregnant with her daughter and she fell down and her daughter is uh actually special needs now because of getting whacked by the beer bottle on her job and she was young and she worked for and she said that they were she said at the time as a young girl didn't know any better that she thought they were being really nice to her because they were like oh you can take a yeah. couple weeks off we'll pay you you know we'll pay all your medical bills whatever i'm sorry this happened to you and here sign this piece of paper mm-hmm. <laughs> she should she should have sued them especially her daughter has i forget what disability she has because of that incident early in her pregnancy yeah isn't that crazy someone to whack somebody over a, oh the head God. with a beer bottle Christ. just because they're sorry to bring the the party down here and guys whapping women pregnant women over the head with beer bottles (laughs) (laughs) the mood has shifted and it's okay yeah i'm sorry Uh, this is you're gonna say feel better that you know people are saying something and uh i actually this is going to the casino has been helping me in another way and i've i i have ptsd from from being assaulted and it's been and it's uh I would, I, whenever we first went in, I was terrified to not sit next to DJ. I, like, I, I was just worried about somebody t- like putting their hand on my lap because it just seemed like something an old guy who's been spending most of his money um, at the slots that, you know, would do. I, I, I just, I was so worried about that happening. But, but counting and, and being an advantage player in a place 
like the casino is been really empowering for me and uh, makes me feel well you know makes everybody feel smarter but uh makes me feel more in control of myself and empowered yeah empowered empowered and uh and so whenever that guy kissed my fingertips i was really ha- glad to know that i was ready to say something uh sure yeah because I, I wasn't really sure what i was gonna say i was gonna say something but i, I knew i wasn't gonna just quote unquote be polite because it's just bullshit but it's been it's been really helpful uh and i'm i'm sure there's other women because every woman ha- has a story of like you know has something that's happened like that i'm sure it's helpful uh advantage players to do to to play this game for the same reason it's like you're at a you're in you're in a sausage fest casino and then you're you're kicking you're kicking ass uh better than the guys that are around you absolutely well that's pretty heavy stuff there mac but very well said and an interesting perspective on all this that I haven't even really considered much, to be honest. But to put a capper on this episode and end it on a little bit of a lighter note, yeah. you guys mentioned that you guys have a couple of kids. How does that work out with regard to Blackjack? Do you have any fun stories relating to that? aspect of it it's, it's kind of funny that we got into it and during uh our wedding dj brought his own like the the blackjack mat like the mat that you could buy the fabric and he brought yeah. to the wedding whenever we all getting ready and i was kind of bummed because i was like my private's maids definitely don't play blackjack <laughs> and so he played blackjack with his buddies and there are uh, wedding pictures of him playing blackjack and then our kids would run back and forth in between rooms and then there's some of, of the kids playing blackjack with him <laughs> <laughs> you know there's i don't know if out your way but out here there I know of a couple of places that have like a Chuck E. Cheese type place that what they do is it's like either really it's either free or really cheap. The kids can go there, have a ball and they're supervised. This is like older kids or maybe even into middle school. So if there's a problem, they get paged and they have to you know show up. So the parents go and play blackjack or whatever in the casino and the kids go and play in the ball pits and do whatever they do at Chuck E. Cheese type video games. And I think that's a great That is thing. amazing. Uh, it is really cheap because the whole idea is they they want parents to be able to spend money in the casino and the kids are occupied yeah yeah i don't think their mom would like that one bit if we did that but that sounds amazing that sounds that sounds like a bonus to me yeah (laughs) well luckily we're not being gps tracked by my ex-wife so that's that's the good news yeah (laughs) pissing the ex-wife off is half yeah oh yeah good good call maybe maybe we could send a couple selfies satisfying. Uh, yeah. yeah. And as a little disclaimer to all the <laughs> listeners out there, we at the Tens and Aces podcast do not condone riling up ex-wives. It was a joke. <laughs> 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 I hope you all enjoyed that segment of the interview with DJ and Mac. Sorry if the last segment or so was a little bit of a downer, but you know, Blackjack is life. It is a microcosm of life and what people experience and what women experience. It's good to hear every side of the story and how this game helps people, like in Mac's case, to deal with her PTSD and how we grow in both our games and as human beings. I think that was as hard as some of that was to hear and to think about. I think that was a worthwhile conversation to have even on a podcast about blackjack advantage play that's typically more lighthearted and fun but you know hey sometimes life is not fun and you have to talk about things that you don't want to because that's reality anyway i will see you guys down the felt
here's a few messages from our sponsors. Find your paradise. Go to visitlasvegas.com. By the fact that you're listening to a podcast about blackjack and advantage play, it's clear that you're interested in this topic and most likely interested in becoming the best blackjack player you can become. Now, I suppose there are exceptions to this. Like, for example, maybe you're an uninterested significant other trapped in the car listening to this. Or maybe you're a kid trapped in the car forced to listen to this because your phone is dead and you can't tune out the world with your headphones in like you normally would. And by the way, kids, I apologize for all the F-bombs that I've dropped on this show. Please don't follow my example. Or maybe, just maybe, you don't like money and you want to continue to play blackjack and not make your game better. If you happen to fall in any of those categories, by all means, tune out and don't listen to a word that I have to say right here. But if you want to learn how to be the best blackjack player you can be, learn and grow your game, I suggest you check out blackjackapprenticeship.com. They offer what is, in my opinion, not only a world-class education on the game of blackjack, but the absolute best education you can find anywhere for this game. They offer online training drills, a supportive community, as well as other exclusive tools that are critical to your success. Even if you already know the ins and outs of this game and don't really need the training they offer per se. That's great. I'm kind of in that boat myself and I imagine there are several others of you that are as well. So even for people like us, just the opportunities and networking alone that this site offers is worth the price of admission and then some. I also can't stress enough that it is a wonderful and supportive community of other APs. There's almost no trolling in the forums there. So once again, I urge you to check out blackjackapprenticeship.com if you're serious about growing your game. 